4: All I ever wanted
5: was a little love I want true romance, it's
6: true Hello and welcome to True Romance, this is Devin Leary and it's, uh, let me check the fact books, yeah it's my birthday today It's Devin's birthday today Devin, were you a redhead when you were born? No, I was okay. This is what's crazy is I was actually like the cutest baby ever. I was so cute. This is what's crazy. That's what's crazy. I always would look back at my baby pictures and think like, "What went wrong? Like, at what age did I turn like not cute? And what what age did my nose pop, so to speak? So yeah, but I <laughs> like was like a, a really belly cute pop. <laughs> yeah, just suddenly one day it was like, "Oh, you got a schnoz." I uh, When I
7: had an eating disorder, I would look at pictures of myself when I was five and want to be that skinny again. I
6: know, when you're like, oh my god, look at those ribs. Anyway, that's pretty sick, but how are you doing, Carol?
7: I am great. I'm so excited for our episode today. We're talking about sowing your friggin' wild oats. We talk about how older women as they age, can shed men and the need for men and the desire for men from their lives.
6: There are certain women that men to them are like an unnecessary layer as winter turns to spring. And yes, you can put that in a quote. You can put that photoshopped onto a background, put it by Anonymous and post it on your Instagram story because that is gold, what just came out of my mouth. And why is that? Because the birthday goddesses are in me right now. They're running through my blood along with donuts, which was my birthday breakfast cake. And then the cake from last night, which is my birthday cake. So there's just a lot of shit going around in my body right now. And I think it's making me really much, much more um, intellectual than I normally am. So I wanted to share the words of a wise, uh, I don't even know what word can possibly describe what this woman is. She's an icon. She's a legend. She's a She's a siren. She's a... She's
7: always been ahead of her time. She's always been on the right side of history.
6: She feuded with Megan Kelly. I mean, what more right side of history can you get than that? So Jane Fonda was recently interviewed leading up to the 2021 Golden Globes in page six. The first sentence I'm seeing of the article says, Jane Fonda is happily unmarried So the interviewer asked her if there was anything she hasn't achieved in life that she wants to accomplish, which is kind of refreshing since normally what women get asked is like, how do you get your skin so good? How do you, aren't you sad that you don't have a partner? So she was asked if there was anything she wants to still achieve or accomplish. She said, quote, I'll tell you something that I haven't achieved, which is a successful marriage. But the second part of your question is, do you want to? I don't want to. See, I live by myself. I don't have any guy who doesn't want a woman who is willing to be angry and who doesn't want a woman who is willing to be angry and stand up. I'm not threatening anybody. I can watch whatever I want on TV so I don't ever want to be married again. Just that line. I can watch whatever I want on TV so I don't ever want to be married again. That is just for the fucking books, people.
7: I mean, happily unmarried. I'm speechless because that's so rarely said because we should be looking all the time, supposedly. Right. We don't even give ourselves a chance. It reminds me also, I have pulled up an interview with Stevie Nicks in Rolling Stone She's talking about her life at home in L.A. when she's not working. And she said, I can do anything here. I can record. I can write. I can sit by my pool. I can draw. My house here is like my own little resort. At midnight, if I want to, I can go in, light candles, and put a fire in the fireplace and spend two hours writing. And the interviewer said, do you swim in that pool? And she said, I do. Stupid question. And he said, I can't picture you in a bathing suit. I hate men. She said, yeah, well, you never will. She said, I get a black bathing suit and a fabulous black lace sarong thing. And I, ca- of course, she's so fucking cool and kind of tie it around me. And there is never, ever a man in the backyard. If there is, he is banished to the front of my house.
6: <gasps> Legendary. Oh, by
7: the way, his the interviewer's next comment is, please, you're looking fabulously thin. Go fuck yourself. I
6: fucking Okay, hate this men. interviewer is Justin Timberlake and Stevie Nicks is... Okay, it actually might be a woman, but still.
7: Come on. Okay.
6: This this interviewer is Jessica Beale and Stevie Nicks is um Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I that mean, is so beautiful.
7: I just love that. Like <laughs> I hate the word self-care because it's so overused. Lighting yourself a fire and writing for two hours. My house is not nearly as nice as hers, but I just love the idea of like I can write, I can draw. Yeah. You never will see me in a bathing suit because it's not for you. It's not for anyone else. It's not bikini season for you.
6: Bitch. Jessica, Beal. It's not fudge season for you. I'm fabulously thin. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) And don't say that I have to eat fudge at oh fudge because I never will. I have eaten oh fudge at oh fudge, and it was stupid expensive. But this is what we wanted to talk about with our guest today because she brought this topic to us of just putting yourself over settling for a marriage. And I just love that idea, especially especially as I walk into a new year of life, not to make it about me, but it is for me because today is my birthday and my life is celebrated on this day.
7: It's so true. True listeners. <laughs> We have such a gift in our host, Devin Leary, and one of the (laughs) blessings in my life is running into her.
6: Go on. Go on. Well, let's take a quick break and then we'll introduce our incredible guest.
4: We'll be right right back. back. I want you.
6: Today
7: on True Romance, we have a close friend of the pod, Amy Solomon. She is a film and TV producer, most recently on HBO's Barry. Hello. It's not TV. It's HBO and Silicon Valley. Her new book, Notes from the Bathroom Line, is a collection of all-new humor writing from 150 of the funniest women in comedy, and it comes out... March 16th. I can't believe it comes out so soon. From HarperCollins. Amy, welcome to the pod. We love welcome, you so Amy. much. I'm so glad you're here. My
8: babies.
7: I can't you, believe So you it. have to
8: say you're two of those 150 of the funniest women.
7: So Amy was like, hey, do you guys want to write an essay for my book? And I literally just couldn't believe how casual it was. I was like a book that will be sold in stores. <laughs> I was like your zine is it your zine that you're gonna sell I was like is everything okay
6: like at home is no one else doing this book like you tried peddling it on the Santa Monica promenade like the Scientologists do and no one else wanted to do it so then you asked us
7: and she was like no we have like Cecily Strong we have Maria Bamford we have Chelsea Peretti and I was like oh my peers okay oh yeah all Uh, the people
6: that i'm at the exact same level as them cool oh my god you're my queen i literally
7: can't believe it i can't believe it
6: thank you for changing our lives and you're welcome for changing yours by having you on our (laughs) podcast that is we have given you the equal opportunity it is just as important as an opportunity and no we're not going to pay you for it but it's basically you're paid in experience because this experience is priceless i
7: and like the how ucb's performers weren't paid absolutely you are it's more about like the opportunity to be discovered absolutely and just so
6: you know if if carolina didn't bring up improv this wouldn't be an episode of true romance
8: (laughs) (laughs) do you ever think about calculating how much you paid to like ucb well i also have all the chicago ones so like Second City I.O. the annoyance. Like if I tried to calculate it, I could buy a house.
7: It's crazy.
8: It's really crazy.
7: It's insane. I mean, I do have so many good memories there. Oh,
8: yeah. No, this isn't me trying to trash it. It's just No, 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 no.
7: I know, but it is crazy. And so many people have like made careers there. And I, I, I find the UCB fascinating. Like, there's it's a weird ecosystem. And Chris Gethard talks about it a lot. Like you can Be there. Have a time slot. Or at least when I was there, the theater was in the basement of a Chris in New York. And it's like if you – it felt like, okay, so if you're on Herald Night, you're famous. And it was hard to believe that like it was still normal life and no one was getting paid and stuff like that. But it's still – but it's so funny because I remember going to see shows there and it was like Zach Woods, Lennon Parnum, all of these people who now – all of a sudden, I see on TV. So I am um grateful. I did not ever hook up from, well, wait, I hooked up with one guy from the UCB, but I feel like that was what it was too. It was just constant, awkward sexual tension.
8: <laughs> I mostly sat there and spoke to no one at, at, yeah. at that location. But it, the coolest, I mean, it is like I was such an, I'm sure you and I were there a million times at the same time. We just didn't know each other somehow. But um zach was my favorite and then i've gotten to work with him and he's one of my good good pals which is like a dream and then lennon is in the book and darcy carden yes. and like so many people so
7: yeah okay so yeah i remember i i teched a play that darcy Cardin was amazing in, and someone i always think of it because someone at one point was like i'm reading this book by nietzsche and she went more like Nietzsche, boom <laughs> and humped the air and i was like who's that <laughs> And why is she amazing?
8: <laughs> oh, her queen. It's always, I don't know. I have this problem of, like, I'm absolutely living my, dr- you know, 16-year-old dream or whatever. But it just never, you have to take a step back and be like, you are you know these people
6: now, you know? I saw Chris um, Hemsworth. Hemsworth at a restaurant once. With like a crew of toxic looking men. Not saying he's toxic. I don't think he is. But like his friends looked like a bachelor party. It looked like a bachelor party. I was like, wait, what are you doing? Where's Elsa Hosk? (laughs) Hello?
7: I saw him at the supermarket once and she was stunning.
8: So far we seemed like celeb stalkers based on these past few minutes.
7: We're Dumois. Okay. I am going to reveal myself today as the real (laughs) Dumois.
6: Have you guys ever seen TLC's My Strange Addiction, I'm Addicted to Stalking Celebrities? Mm-mm. Devin, no,
7: we haven't. <laughs> Should I not tell this story right now? No, I want to hear about it, but it's just so funny. Devin's like, okay, so obviously on TLC's <laughs> I Eat Hair and I
6: Like It. Um, <laughs> She's like, oh, you have you guys seen that show? Okay, this is actually like one of my favorite stories of all time, and it might not hold up, but like I am gonna say it anyway. So I am watching TLC's My Strange Addiction, obviously. Random day, just watching. And I'm like, this girl, like, this so it's it's this girl is addicted to like stalking celebrities and taking photos with them. And so I because by the way, they're loose with the definition of addiction. Like it's just like if you do anything a lot, that is it. So <laughs> I was like, this girl looks kind of familiar. It's weird. And she's like running around the city. She she runs up to the guy from Sex in the City who plays like Charlotte's gay best friend, Mario Cantone. And she's like, Mario, Mario, can I get a picture? And he's like, sure. And he takes a picture with her. Then she goes up to random strangers on a, on a street corner and says, are you from One Direction? And the guy says, no. And she's like, no. So then I'm watching Jersey Shore Family Vacation. And... <laughs> they were like, oh my God, Polly D stalker is back. So then it clicked. I was like, wait, the the girl, my strange addiction, I'm addicted to celebrity photos is Polly D stalker Angela. I was like, oh, that's why I recognize her. That's so crazy. Oh and Polly D is like famously so nice to his stalker. And he's famously. like, Angela, like you found me. <laughs> And she's like up at the DJ booth with him. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. So I go to work the next day. <laughs> That's the funniest way to greet your stalker. <laughs> He's like, Angela. Uh, you found me again. <laughs> yeah, it was so cute. And so, I mean, they built it up. Like, they were like, oh, my God, his stalker's here. And then he was just like, hey, come on up <laughs> to the DJ booth. So anyway, I love him. So the next day I go to work and Jesse is there. And I'm like, OK, Jesse, this is so crazy. So I was watching My Strange Addiction. whole thing. I'm watching Jersey Shore. Basically, she's Angela Polly D. Stalker from Jersey Shore. And Jessie goes, oh, Eric Bedazzler? And I was like, wait, wait, what? Was that like an English sentence? And she's like, oh, so Angela Polly D. Stalker is actually Eric Bedazzler, or at least that's what we called her on the O-Town scene. She used to stalk O-Town with us when I used to wait outside their concerts, and everybody called her Eric Bedazzler because she had a hat that had Eric on it, and it was bedazzled. (laughs) And I was
7: like, okay, <laughs> what? <laughs> the O-Town scene. I was like, the fact. Oh, those are my years following O-Town on the road. The fact that I brought this story to you and you said, oh, someone I know? Oh, Eric, Eric Bedazzler? Bedazzler? <laughs> <laughs> that is actually phenomenal. <laughs> this is a- oh, oh, that was God. when we <laughs> stopped
6: O-Town together. she she did have a whole table of people at her baby shower that were just from quote the boy band scene meaning and they were all like look i made you a liquid dreams onesie for your baby (laughs) that
7: is that makes me so happy anyway what's this podcast
6: about no that was a deeply deeply devin story (laughs) everywhere Speaking of the incomparable Jessie Konevsky, she is our quarantine correspondent. So, we have another special report from her this week. It's a tween movie review. Take a listen.
9: Hey guys, Jessie back again with your true romance quarantine report. You knew it was coming, I knew it was coming, and it's here the final installment of the To All the Boys trilogy To All the Boys Always and Forever. I actually told myself in advance, like, don't consume it right away. Like, take your time, savor it. It's the last one. And then the promos are really cute, and it came out Valentine's weekend, and I just dove right in and gobbled it up. So we have senior year, Lara Jean and Peter Kavinsky. They're going to stay together no matter what, prom, college. Her dad's getting married. His dad is coming back into his life out of nowhere. And the plan is to go to Stanford together. He gets in, she does not. So she applies to other schools that are nearest Stanford, and they plan on making it work. Then they take a senior trip to New York, and she falls in love with New York City, and it turns out she wants to go to NYU. That is the main problem in this film, and I'm very relieved because I thought that the problem would be that, like, he didn't do a big enough promposal. And the whole movie, if she was going to stay there complaining that, like, I wanted a big promposal, I was going to be very annoyed. But it wasn't like that at all. He did a cute, quiet promposal. It was just, like, whipped cream written on pancakes, which I'm here for. I've never actually received notes and food, but I have to assume that I would like it. So they're trying to figure out how to make this New York thing work because when she went on this senior trip, she fell in love with New York. There is a really cheesy scene of her at an NYU party Hurt a bunch of girls they steal a pink couch or steal it back rather and they take it on the subway it ends up being the best night ever and I wanted to rip this scene to shreds and be like this is not real this is not how things happen and even though it was cheesy it is kind of real and how things happen in New York you do end up doing dumb stuff on the subway and looking around going best night ever uh I can tell you that for me, there was a night, me and my friends were on the subway. I don't know where we were coming back from. It was like 2 in the morning, and we dared my friend to eat a cheese it off the subway floor, and he did it. And we were like, that's fucking gross, but this is the best night ever. I mean, that's just kind of how it is. Okay, so they're so cute together. I always thought Peter was going to be a toxic guy. I watched all three movies just waiting for the moment where I was like, see, I told you about him. I told you. I knew it. But he's never like that. He always says the right thing. He's always sweet and supportive. He's always kind of funny, and he really likes who she is, and I really like him for that. There was a moment where I was watching. My husband was watching with me, and when I say watching with me, I mean he was just next to me on the couch looking at his phone, And which is wonderful. I'm so happy that he did that. I think that I had a good track record going because I made him watch – the Wendy Williams Lifetime movie with me the week before and he kind of liked it. So I think he was like open to seeing this movie. The moment they go to the Little Cupcake Bake Shop, I'm like, we are so them. This is so us. Do you remember when we went to the Little Cupcake Bake Shop and we got the strawberry shortcake cupcake? And he was like, I don't. And I was like, oh, okay." Speaking of Peter, there is a moment where he turns to her and he goes, I'm not going to sleep with you just because you're feeling insecure. And I was like, wow, this is a moment. If girls were told that they don't have to sleep with guys because they're feeling insecure, I think this would be a whole different world. All right, so at the end of the movie, there's a bunch of flashbacks to them over the years, there's flashbacks to the other movies. It hit me right in the gut. I was a blubbering mess. I love this trilogy. Five out of five stars. They are so cute. It is cheesy. It is cheese. But you know what? I love cheese and I love this movie. So five out of five stars. I also feel very connected to Peter because his last name is Kavinsky and my last name is Konevsky. And whenever salesmen call me, they're like, hello, Mrs. Kavinsky, because they can't say my last name. And so I'm like in my head like, yeah, you know what? I am Mrs. Peter Kavinsky. Okay, so you know I'm all consuming of things high school, so... Leading up to my prom, I thought it was going to be the biggest night of my life. It was not. It was fine. I went to the prom with a friend. We had it in the ballroom of a hotel. I wore a periwinkle dress that I bought at Lord & Taylor. The after prom was at Limelight in Manhattan, which was a club inside of a church. It was very cool. After we took pictures by the South Street Seaport and went to the diner, I power-napped the next day, and then I woke up and I went straight to TRL to stand outside and see if I could catch a glimpse of Freddie Prince Jr. I did. They called me up to the studio. It was great. I sat in the audience. He, like, gave me a little wave. And that was the end of it. That's what I remember about prom. It wasn't the most special night of my life. It wasn't—it didn't impact my life the way it does in teen movies— I would have to say if I had to pick a night that really changed my life, it would probably be my friend Kelly's 20th birthday where I ended up peeing on 2nd Avenue at 2 in the morning while wearing like a miniskirt from Joyce Leslie, but that's another story for another time. Anyway, to all the boys I've loved before, always and forever, the final installment of the trilogy, highly recommend. Check it out. Bye.
6: That was Jesse Konevsky with another earth-shattering tween movie review, and we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with more from our guest Amy.
4: I want true romance.
0: Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Anjelo, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadtsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series
6: Welcome back to True Romance.
7: So, Amy, you had an experience where you were about to really commit. I would say get married, yeah. right? Well,
8: yeah, yeah, yeah. The-
7: but, I mean, that was where I was going. Yeah,
8: totally. Yeah, so I dated a guy, okay, from 18 to 21. So I met him in Chicago before I went to college. And then he was, he was a little older. He stayed in Chicago. I went to college. And we did – long distance until my junior year of college
7: that's so hard insane
8: and I would go home like I would spend the summers Chicago whatever and it was just like oh I lost my virginity to this guy like I'm marrying the guy I lost my virginity to isn't that magical Beyonce like style. yeah Beyonce style <laughs> I'm gonna stay with him forever this is amazing and then I basically like just like woke up and was like, What am I doing? Which clearly was also yeah. uh like there were so many cutie boys at college. Like so I was constantly like having what Catherine Cohen likes to call emotional affairs. Um Wow Right. Yeah and basically I was like, what am I doing? And so we broke up and I went batshit. And basically <laughs> he was like, I have to have Every experience under the face of the sun, because I base that's that phrase, right? Face of the sun, under the face of the sun.
6: You're talking to the Ron. On the, s- the <laughs> <Is that laughs> on the face of the earth, it's that not on
7: the face. On the face of <laughs> the, no. the earth,
8: under the every experience under the sun, the
7: Tuscan
6: sun. Oh yeah, under the Tuscan sun. <laughs> every experience under the Tuscan sun.
8: I feel like my knowledge of like. um phrases has fallen away in the last year. I don't know, whatever.
7: My sister learned, she basically learned how to read in Italian before English because this is a quick tangent because we lived in Italy when she was in first grade. And it's so funny because sometimes English is like her second language when it comes to idioms.
8: Amazing. So she
7: like one day she was like, listen, this isn't my first (laughs)
8: merry-go-round.
6: And I was like, come again. Ah, I love that. I want to say that.
8: It's honestly good.
7: Um, um, But, yes, you were doing every so I basically experience just under the
8: Tuscan sun. Under the Tuscan sun on the face of the earth. And I I just, like, and now my deepest held belief is you need to do all the things before yeah. you, like, settle down. And I, I know that there are the people that this doesn't apply to. There are people that that's not interesting to blah, 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 blah. And settle down is not interesting to people, too blah blah all the exceptions whatever i just like because i was you know i was also 21 so it's not like i was like just on the verge of like being married but i just was so convinced that that was my one guy and one path
7: right and
8: um then literally went cuckoo batuku that famous phrase cuckoo batuku (laughs)
6: Right. On the, merry-go-round. Yes, yes, on the merry-go-round. On the merry-go-round.
8: And um, now it's uh, the thing I advocate for. Like dog adoption and um, and doing everything. And kiss sexual Kissing all the yeah. people. Absolutely possible.
7: Well, Wait, even when you don't think you're going to get married to someone, if you're having a long distance relationship in college, like – That's for a reason, or at least you tell yourself that's for a reason. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you're like, okay, we're we're committed, and I'm making these sacrifices of time and and emotional energy because this is my person. Yeah. And so even when you're not like we're getting married, it's like, well, this is my person. Yeah,
8: totally. Um, that's also my biggest. No one should go to college and keep their long distance relationship. Like, and I, it's hard. I resent everyone to tell someone that. Yeah, it's so hard. But I really think. Someone could have said something to me. Right. It's really hard. But like, I don't know. I'm a big advocate of we all need to be comfortable in our relationships that like it like if Devin says something to Carolina, that's like hard to hear. You know, she
6: thought long and hard about how she needed to say that to you. You know, like, well, I do ridicule Carolina on the regular (laughs) and I don't really think about the consequences. And then she'll say like that actually hurt my feelings. And I'm like, oh. Devin
7: has been really honest to me about her opinion on my relationships, and it is very thoughtful. Yeah. so no, I, uh,
8: I, yeah. I think that's so helpful. Like, I think, I don't know, you have those relationships in your life where if someone said something like that to you, it's like, it's hard to hear, but there's a reason they're saying it. I wish someone, I wish like my parents had been like, What are you doing?
7: Oh my God. My mom has never kept an opinion to herself about my relationships. Either she's like, He's the one, or she's like, I don't like how he didn't talk to your sister at your birthday dinner, which was weird. <laughs>
8: that was weird. My yeah. parents won't say anything. It's like they like think they're not allowed. Like they made this wall for themselves and they won't do it. It's kind of unbelievable.
6: Your topic made me think a lot about this relationship because I was in a long-term relationship and it came to a point where, like, for my career, I really should go to L.A. But mm-hmm. I was like, didn't want to go because I was in this relationship. And I literally had one of my bosses said, like, you have to break up with your boyfriend and move to L.A. Like, there's no other option. And I was like, that's not true because, like, I love him and he loves me. You know, have I ever told you my favorite
8: Gilda Radner quote? It's no, please. Um, I can always be distracted by love, but eventually I get horny for my creativity. Yes, and I have it. Yes, you know the you know those big jumbo sized pencils that they like sell as a joke. Yes, my friend got that printed on a jumbo sized pencil for me, so it's all I my love iPad. that it's so
7: funny because I express
8: my love for jum- jumbo sized pencils. But yeah, no, I think like ultimately your creativity or whatever that equivalent is in your life is like you got to follow that first and foremost.
7: London Hughes was a guest on the pod, and she was incredible. But one thing she said was, she was like, "My career is my boyfriend." And the other day, I was with Will in his trailer, and he just looked at me and said, Do you want a date? And without thinking about it, I just said, No. Yeah. yeah. I was like, No, 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 <laughs> near. Because of the emotional
8: energy aspect. Totally. But yeah. Totally. I also think that doing all of the stuff, okay, I think that doing all the stuff is important for two reasons. One, So that by the time you settle down, you feel like you've done stuff. Like, and you're not going to be like, oh, wait, I never did this. I never did that. You know, blah, blah, blah. The second, also, you need to be able to compare stuff. You know, like, I don't think I would know now that things are so good with Greg if I didn't have all of these experiences that I'm like, like, I feel like I've seen so many friends who have, who have had just like a couple long relationships. And for the record, I think every everyone's experience is fine. I'm not like, you have to do this, but like a couple people who have only had like, you know, two long relationships, they just have like one thing. It's like, well, this guy was like this and this guy is like this. And it's just like, you don't quite know. You don't have a lot of points of reference, you know? Right.
7: I also think after every relationship I've had, it's just been a clearer idea of what I've wanted. Yeah. And I haven't had that many long-term relationships. I mean, and when I say long-term, I mean like over nine months after being somewhat committed to a guy and then ending things, I've always had a clear idea g- going into the next relationship. Totally. And if I'd only had like the two or three relationships I had from like 17 to 21, I would have been really confused <laughs> because all of those guys, they didn't really, it, it took me a while to meet someone who had the range of even just like kindness yeah. and like no drama. Like, you know, my fourth boyfriend, Who's the best? Yoni, giving him a shout out. He, he was so kind, and and I had never dated someone like that. So if I hadn't met him, I would have thought that relationships always need to be like drama filled and jealousy filled, and you know, like not he doesn't really support my career, but it's fine. He's kind of critical of me, but don't boyfriends do that? Like I, yeah. I would have had no idea, and so that's something I think about a lot. Like when people are in these long, like seven year back and forth, we. We are committed, but it's hard work and we work at it. And every day, and like Devin said, like we're going to therapy even though we're 25 because like we really want to make this work. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think you know how much better it can be. I
8: was also going to say that I think you can learn too from like one night stands and weird little things. Yeah. Like I think, you know, does it, you don't need to compare like hugely long ones because I only have a few of those. But like all the like dating a guy for three weeks and then him disappearing. I got well, we should get into this at some point, but I got dumped brutally three times in a row right before I met Greg.
7: <laughs> Wait, so was this by the same person?
8: No, three different guys. Oh my God. Amazing.
7: And how why brutally? Like it was just like ghosting?
8: So two were over tech and then why and then the third was in person after <laughs> this is the darkest thing in the world but i was obsessed with this guy and i was that it was this like beautiful summer and i was house sitting a bunch for these friends who have this house with this pool and it was right near my work so i was like living this like forbidden la dream of like walking to work which was oh my absurd. god um and so i was house sitting this house walking to work it was heaven and he would come over and they had this pool and this hot tub and this outdoor shower and it was like actual heaven oh my god and i wrote this wow. poem about how when i was done house sitting i thought he was gonna break up with me because the house and the pool were the
6: appeal <laughs> and then he did no uh, and he'd seen the poem uh, wait it was, what an asshole so crazy. it was
8: unbelievable so yeah these three in a row and it, at the time when he he actually came over and did it in person so like props to him but when he came over i i was like <laughs> the bare minimum <laughs> the bare minimum i props was like laughing when he said it because i was like this is the third in a row this is unbelievable you know i also that's another reason why you got to do all these things is it makes it funnier which is like right. the most important thing. It
7: makes it funny and you take it less seriously totally. after a while. I had the I had three in a row over a winter break. <laughs> I, over a three-week period from college, I hooked up with three guys, each of them saying they didn't want anything serious and me lying and being like, me too. Ugh. I hate it. Ugh. Commitment. Boo. And then each of them after saying that, I'm not kidding, like a week later, one consecutively after the other, um, got a girlfriend. <laughs> that was very serious. Um, got a
8: girlfriend. The guy that I was like, wait, the f- but you said <laughs> the first in that string of three was this really weird British guy who, who it got so serious so fast, and then he dumped me over text, and then ultimately was just like, I literally don't want to be with someone. I just think I am a loner. Like, I don't want to have a relationship. It's not interesting to me. And he all his whole Instagram is him and his his girlfriend
7: so fascinating <laughs> like just yeah oh, yeah unbelievable
6: so how did you meet greg after these three breakups and were you where were you mentally at like were you like i don't want to meet anyone else fuck these breakups like i'm gonna be alone forever or were you like i'm gonna keep chugging along and try to meet someone so i met greg on hinge which Hope for all the listeners
8: i was so fucking upset about it is it bad i swear
6: no, no, no. Swear
8: swear as much okay. as you swore. swore. I did a podcast about dogs called Can I Pet Your Dog? That's like the funniest love. Oh yeah, thing. I saw that. It's really great. But so I kept swearing and then I was like, Wait, am I allowed to swear? And they were like, No, we have to put like barks. So it goes like woof would I swear? <laughs> it's really
7: Definitely not gonna start doing that. Yeah, we should. <laughs> even though our podcast isn't about dogs. I wanted to go awoga when we swear. <laughs> I want a clown car horn. Beep beep. Okay.
8: (laughs) So I was so frustrated that I met him on Hinge because I just hated the like connotation. I don't know. I just didn't want it to be like I met my person on Hinge, and now it's like Greg is Greg. I don't. It's insane. Yeah. You know, like they become their own thing to you. They're no longer like Greg from Hinge. Um, Right.
6: Now, but is he still that in your phone? No. Is
8: that that is the weirdest part of all of that? Is being like, what's your last name?
6: I know I have people on my phone still. That that is I probably have Greg from Hinge in my phone, but I also have like Ben Hinge, Ari Hinge, like weird. Shit. I, know,
8: I I'm sure I have that. Um, and I was very I don't know why. Okay, I'm sure you guys have done this, but like, I was very anti. Like I don't like after those three brutal dumpings, I was just like, no, like this is bad. I love like making a profile.
6: I know. It's so fun.
8: Like answering those questions and picking the pictures. And like, I love that stuff. Like I do too. Yeah.
7: I love that stuff more than I like actually talking
8: to people, totally, people on. Totally. Yeah. So I think I just kind of did it. And then he was just like, the I had done them before, never too much success. Um, and then he was the first person I talked to of like that iteration of a uh, hinge. So cute, yeah. And he is perfect.
7: He is perfect. He is perfect. And you guys are both equally devoted to each other, yeah. which is so the first the first lovely. time
8: in the history of my relationships. Equal, I devoted think it's to
7: rare in general. I, I, is, I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to like. I think it's really nice to see um, when both people are just like, "I'm in this."
8: Yeah, yeah, you know what? He's been he. So the book has been like all consuming for you know. I mean, in some sense, three years, but a lot in like the past couple months. And when the first copy came, he like put it in bed and was like, "We need to sleep with her tonight." Oh, oh my god! And it's like the whole thing is so he was like, "She's my best friend. She's so beautiful."
5: <laughs> <laughs> He's been so. I crazy.
8: love that. So fun. Funny. But yes, I needed this. Is I mean, just to reiterate what we've been saying, like Greg, the thing that was markedly different with Greg. Was it wasn't exciting, you know? It was like easy right. and good. It yeah. wasn't that like horrible roller coaster of like, yes, is he gonna text me back? Like, yes, blah blah. And that was the first time where it was like, oh, okay. It can be like it could be. Easy. It's like a warm bath. It's just there. You go. You know what I mean?
7: Well, I think people confuse fear and love a lot, totally. like adrenaline and love, and like, do you like me? And totally. I had a similar thing in my past relationship where I was like, we just like each other. And I trust that you like me and I like you. Yep. And it was this whole it was yeah I mean it sounds
6: so cheesy but it was like coming home totally oh this is
7: what it's supposed to be
6: I know and I thought that was made up like Carolina would say that like relationships could be easy and I was like I don't understand what you speak of like what you're you're like I'm in couples therapy (laughs) I know and she she also said like you can have someone who is like both like good looking and funny and smart and you like to be around them and I was like Again, you're speaking from the perspective of a different planet that doesn't exist. Like, I don't know. Like, you either have to have someone good looking or someone interesting. And turns out you can get them all, girls. (laughs) You can get them all.
7: (laughs) What were some highlights of you sowing your wild oats without making this podcast unlistenable (laughs) to your loved ones
6: without naming this podcast sowing wild oats what were some of your wildest (laughs) alternative (laughs)
8: titles? um i was there was a long time where i just was like if it's a funny story let's do it you know what Um, i mean and i do think that that's important to have that time period of just like if like this is funny, I'll go for. It. I mean, never endanger yourself. Like, don't do things that are scary and give you a bad gut feeling. But like, um, right? Alec and I, my boss and I, went to South by. We were premiering Barry there, and Westworld was also premiering. I think. Oh my god! One.
6: My friends from the Daily Show were there that year with like oh, the yeah? Westworld. Yeah. Yeah. So exhibit. we went
8: we went to the west world like they built a west world outside of um austin and so we rode this weird bus like it was me and alec and the cast of west world oh my <laughs> god cuz it was just like each they invited hbo people who were like in austin right so it was like me and alec and the cast of west world and like elon musk on this bus to, <laughs> to understand <laughs> literally elon musk and so we went and we went to this west world and i got so and I don't really drink so much but it was like there were free drinks and it was so bizarre and where and there are hundreds of actors playing these robot Robots. people who have been trained with like they've, they've memorized these scripts and whatever. And so oh Alec God. and I played poker for like 3 hours and we went back to Austin and I went back to my hotel alone and sat at the bar just alone and I was wearing a Westworld cowboy hat. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yes, like a,
8: it said Westworld on it and an actual Amazing. big cowboy hat. I still have it. And this guy hit on me and I was just like, let's just do this. And yeah. he was a bouncer from a nearby bar. <laughs> and it was like love. the fastest to like two minutes. And I was like, OK, let's go. And I was wearing it was all because I was a confident cowgirl, I guess. You um, were a different I person. I love that. But that was uh, and that's not like the greatest of all time. I just was recently talking about. No,
7: that but I know what you're talking about. It's the feeling of independence of, like, walking around New York City or after nights like that, just, like, going to get a coffee the next morning. And it sounds crazy, but, like, those years of independence are things I think of in terms of sewing my riled oats. Like, I had no one to answer to, yeah, I
8: guess. Yeah, totally.
7: Not that, like, women answer to men, but I had no phone calls to make after that or, um, uh, like, plans to make for dinner or anything. Like, there was no domesticity. In those things, obviously. Totally. So it was just sort of like me living my life. And I had so much... It was so much fun to have like sexual excitement with none of the yeah. commitment.
8: Yeah, totally. That's probably one of my only like literal one night stands too. Like, you know how it usually ends up being like two or three times and that was kind yeah. of... My, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably my only like literal or a couple of them, whatever. I also... Yeah. My friends... um When I... My friend set me up with this guy who his kids went to their kids school and they thought I was going to like and he was like going through a divorce and like they thought I was going to like him and we ended up you like kind of dating for like a few months um and he <laughs> this was so <laughs> insane but he we were supposed to go away for a weekend um and then he wasn't responding to my texts or my calls or anything and it that was like a unlike him and i was like i don't know what's going on we we're supposed to have like left um to go on this road trip and then he um called and his son had gotten strep throat and Oof. and so they went to the pharmacy to go pick up the like meds or whatever and like he was so sick that he was like just here here take the med like right here like at the pharmacy oh, no! and they had taken his ex wife's antidepressants this kid because they <gasps> picked up the wrong uh like that was what was ready at the pharmacy under their name dads are so
7: stupid so <laughs> stupid
8: i mean this guy was i mean dumb but so so they had to take him to the hospital and pump his stomach because oh it was god. like oh my god he was so little and well whatever and this was like the reason And i was like we were supposed to go away <laughs> and this
6: yeah you were was like, like i thought i was your girlfriend
8: <laughs> and then he like the kid had still but was still sick after and then they didn't he was like you know a dad with you know the kids would go back and forth between the mom and the dad and his um they didn't have a he was like he's really sick and I was like well what's his temperature and he was like oh I don't have a thermometer and I had to go to CVS buy a thermometer take it over but then I wasn't allowed to see the kid, so I had to drop the thermometer off in the mailbox and leave (laughs)
6: so wild. It's insane. So, like, so wild that men just secret like... Secret motherhood. Yeah, men just continue to be inept at any age. It's amazing. Um, but anyway, no, these are yeah, weird that's...
8: examples I've pulled out of my ass. But it's just... I Also, it's just like funny. It's all funny. To me, the most important thing is funny, unfortunately.
6: I totally know what you mean. And I had those experiences a lot like after... So my college... Youth was like crazy, crazy, a lot of times not even funny stories, just like that is disturbing and please take care of yourself in future reference. But (laughs) then I was in two long-term relationships in my early 20s and then, like I said, when I was like 25 or 26, I became single again and like went into the online dating world for the first time and I'm so grateful for that experience and truly was like everyone needs to have this experience of like just being single in a city living in like a really tiny room that you don't know how to do anything by yourself and I had this experience where like this one night I went on a date with this guy who was like so attractive that I was like wait why is this happening and he kept texting saying it was going to be later and later like he was like I actually am working really late like can we meet up at 9 can we meet up at 10 can we meet up at 10 30 so basically I was like okay so this is like now a booty call yeah And I don't care. I will certainly be there. So I (laughs) like 1030. We like the restaurant. The bar is closing. And we're like, basically, I was like, why are we putting on airs? Like, this is not. And he was like, so what do you do? Cool. Like, this is what I do. And I was like, we don't need to be speaking about this. Like, he did order me bruschetta, which I thought was really nice. And I ate it. And then I went to his apartment, basically, like, get home at, like, two three in the morning on a Tuesday and I was like okay this is so fun like I'm basically living the dream right now so then the next day I had another date and I was like with a different person and I was like do I cancel like I can't believe I just like went on this date hooked up with this guy it's like three in the morning and I was like no I'm gonna go so I wake up look so terrible because I didn't sleep at all put on like four layers of makeup and like a really slutty outfit that I was gonna wear to work and then go on a date and then I went on the second date the next (laughs) night and I was like Wait, this is possible for me? Like, I can live like this? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. I love it. Yeah. It was I
7: call it, like, I'm kind of introverted now. I mean, Amy and I bonded over our obsession with our dogs. And obviously, Devin is the same. And we're all in love with our dogs. We all share dog pictures all day long. I want to show more people dog pictures, but I don't because I know it will bother them. Like last night I was on set and I was holding back. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to show one video of my dog playing with a cork. That's it. Just one. Dog park. (laughs) And that's necessary. And all you have to do is watch this.
8: You know where you can always um, show them? I won't
7: show you anything Is the
8: pet store. You know, when you go buy stuff, the other, yes, day, yeah. the other day, I went to that place, Canine Loft in Echo Park, and I bought so oh, yeah, that place. so much <laughs> stuff. And the lady goes, your dog's going to be happy. And I was like, okay, let's be clear. There are two of them. Like, I, This is so much stuff. This isn't for one dog. <laughs> and then I was like, want to see That's a picture? That's me
6: when I go to the bakery. I'm like, this yeah. is not just for one person. Okay? <laughs> yeah. It's for a lot of people. I actually support an entire community with donuts, and it's not just for me, thing <laughs> This is for my village.
7: I'm super introverted now. I wouldn't say super, but I but I love being indoors. I, whenever people are coming to socialize with me pre-pandemic, I would always be like, okay, the best way for us to see each other is for you to come to my yeah. house, to be quite honest. Yeah. And so Devin did a lot of that. I just... Um,
6: <laughs> I know. We would be like, I, let's go to dinner. And then Carol would be like, do you want to just come over? And I was like, yeah.
7: <laughs> I was like, my mom will make us food. I was with someone and, and I had people around me who were sort of like, go out. And I was like, no, (laughs) in fact. And I didn't really have guilt over it. I mean, I did, but then I was like, I. this sounds pretentious or arrogant, but I've been to all the parties. And that's what I kept on saying. I was like, I've been to all the parties. I've done it. I was going to parties when I was 18 where we would all dance in our underwear. Like 50 people would like strip down into their underwear. And now I'm like, ugh, so embarrassing, so like <laughs> stupid and immature." But I did that. I did like the stupid thing, and I like hooked up with the dumb guys, and I went to the wild mansion parties and went to the shitty house parties We were all in a dorm room. and i I hate clubs. i I never liked clubs. I was always like, "Let's just go to someone's house." and I just loved house parties and stuff like that. But what I'm trying to say is that I know that in five years, ten years, I'm never going to be like, why didn't I ever just go crazy? Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm going to be like, thank God I don't go crazy anymore, which is how I feel now. I'm like, oh, gosh. No. What yeah. crazy years. I'm so glad that I can
6: just, like, relax now.
8: <laughs> I don't like um, having people to my house because I'm scared they'll never take the cue to leave.
6: I know. It's hard.
8: I mean, like, your best friend is fine.
7: I actually like it when people stay for a long time. That's
8: my nightmare.
7: And spend the night even.
8: That's my nightmare. I'm like,
7: sleep on the couch. No. But I always say like, but I stop hosting and I just start living. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, I I don't worry about them having a good time after like a few hours. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to make a snack and watch a TV show. You are welcome to join. But I'm not going to do any song and dance. (laughs) But, yeah, it's so funny because when I I was 18, I was so jealous of the people who had already found, like, the loves of their life. Yeah. Or even were just happy in relationships. And all I wanted, oh, my God, all I wanted was a boyfriend. And I see, like, people who are married at a really young age, I'm happy for them and everyone has their different thing. And I think some people just meet their soulmate. But I'm also, like, Thank God I had those years. Totally,
8: you got to have those years. That's my thesis statement. Also, um, Stephen Colbert once said, um, "Never refuse a legitimate adventure." Mm-hmm. Love, and I think that's like kind of become my motto too. Of just like if someone's like want to come to this thing, you kind of got. And it sounds, and it sounds like Westworld with Elon Musk outside of Austin. You kind of just got to be like, yeah. "Yes, I will." This makes yes, me sound yes. like. I like to party and like go out, which could not it really be further. Okay. No, it
7: just makes you sound like you did say yes to adventure yeah, yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah. times. It doesn't make you sound okay, like a okay. uh, crazy person like me and Devin. Were. <laughs> I have to tell a quick Stephen Colbert tangent, which is the story of how he met his wife, which is one of my favorite so good. stories yeah, yeah, yeah. where he and you can look it up on YouTube. It's much better than I'm going to butcher it right now. But he thought this girl he was dating really wanted to marry him. And he was like, I don't know, maybe I don't know, maybe uh, I don't. I can't figure it out. So he goes home. I believe he's from
6: North South Carolina. Carolina. Oh no, South Ca- Carolina. You're right, South Carolina.
7: Carolina. It's South Carolina. Yeah. He goes home to South Carolina and sort of talks to his mom about it. And she's like, Do you want to marry her? And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, Well, then it's no. Like, it can't be. I don't know. Yeah. Which is such good advice. Yeah. Like, it's no if you can't stop thinking about whether you should or not. Right and wow, that yes. night he goes to a theater she goes to a like some sort of like community theater show with her and he walks into the lobby and he sees this girl and he says that's my wife <clears throat> and then he has the feeling where he's like oh my god that's so crazy to think like what do i mean that's my wife and so they talk in a buffet line and he's like she's so nice she's so amazing like And he's like, this is, but he said, everyone in South Carolina is really nice. So I didn't know if she was just being nice because like, it's the South and you're supposed to be super cordial. Um, unless you're a racist, no, I'm just kidding, but (laughs) not really. Um, and so he said uh, to make sure she just wasn't being really nice. I turned away from her for a second to see if like, if she doesn't like me, she's just going to walk away. Like, and be like, thank God I'm out of this conversation. And he – it's actually so amazing because he has, like, tears in his eyes. And he's, like, my whole life hung in that moment where, like, I turned away for a second. My whole life was hanging in the balance. And he was, like – and I turned back and she was smiling and staring at me. And I was just, like, okay. Like, I'm literally, like, building tears in my eyes as I'm saying <laughs> this. Like, it's just – I love faded moments like that. And you do um, have those, weirdly. My dad – was dating my mom in college and he came off a plane in Alaska and she had done a print ad with her friend for like fun. She wasn't like a professional model, but she had done a print ad where they were both eating ice cream for some company. And he came off the plane and he saw a huge poster of her like in the like airport gate and it was her and her friend eating ice cream. And he said he was just like, I'm going to marry her.
6: Wow. And I was like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but wait, so I wanted to ask about this college relationship just one two a two-part thing. One is how did the breakup go? And two is where are you both now if you know where this person is at now and where do you think you would have been if you stayed together?
8: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um so I went home junior winter break knowing i was gonna end it and uh but like was gonna do it at the end of winter break because we were supposed to like have a winter break and whatever and like go see his brother and sister-in-law and um then he could he could just like read it on my face you know so he was just yeah. like yeah what's going on and then we still went to see his brother like we just still went on a road trip to see it, it was i was saying i want to take a break like i need to right. like figure some stuff which was clearly you know whatever
6: Classy been clothes. there been very there, yeah. classic
8: so we still went on this like dark depressing road trip to see his brother and sister-in-law that very was like, dark why did we do that and he now he's married and has a kid um, yeah, he's in Chicago still. I look at his Instagram too much, probably just to check <laughs> on in there. And strong um, relate. I just, I'm just fat. It's not. It's not like there's no emotion attached no, to no, it. No,
7: of course.
6: But you're. Just, it's purely it's anthropological.
8: Yeah, yes. yeah. I don't. You know what? I don't know what would have happened. I mean, I think I would have come to that conclusion eventually that I needed to do other stuff. Um, But he was like lovely like that wasn't that wasn't a like super strained crazy highs and lows relationship by any means like he was very funny and lovely and like my parents loved him and blah 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 i think i just would have come to that conclusion eventually i think i also like wouldn't have wanted to live in chicago forever and that was kind of what he was doing and stuff like that he and his (laughs) he and his writing partners he does like he doesn't work in comedy but like that's how we met in Chicago and he uh, he and his writing partners like pitched a show out here and I ran into them in the lobby of like the TBS HBO Max building in Burbank oh, like a God. year ago. Worst
7: nightmare. It worst nightmare
8: was hell it was actual hell i they like i was getting into an elevator with them and then, then i like ran. it was a whole thing it was it was actual hell
6: no an elevator
8: it was horrible it was like truly truly horrible nice. and like that's like these you know it's like no you're supposed to be in chicago in this right. like you know that you're not allowed to come to this bubble you know
6: you're not allowed to bump uglies with me anymore you can't
8: go near hbo max <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah that is so weird
8: yeah insane Do you check in on, like, all your exes, just, like, what they're doing? I'm, like, I'm just fascinated. I'm
7: scared of two of my exes. There are some where it's, like, like, yeah. yeah. When I was dating when I was really young and I was, like, an active crazy person um, in my very early 20s, I always want to make that clear because the relationships after that were really great and I would hate for them to feel, like, in the mix. (laughs) But my college relationship and the one shortly after that – we're crazy. And I I check in on them, but it's more out of like, please don't tell me you're outside my house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, or like you're nearby. I just like, yeah. I mean, thank God I have my dog, Grandma, who is literally an attack guard
8: Man, dog too. too. Yeah.
7: By accident. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, shit, I got like a Rottweiler. <laughs> like this cute little puppy that I thought was like a French bulldog from the rescue is the kind of dog where – Someone came to my house as a surprise to drop me off donuts on my birthday, like two years ago, and I was like, "My dog is gonna kill as you." Nan too. She was so close to being like, "I'll have to take your throat out."
8: Goose would be like, "Hello," but so I'm grateful I know. for Nan. No, I.
7: Mr. cries to try to get like an adult to yeah. come up if he sees a stranger.
8: Greg calls, let the record show. Greg says that Mr. is the softest material known to man.
7: Oh, I have he a is. Cavalier King Charles called Mr. Rogers. And let's just say it's like Charlotte York on Sex in the City. She has a Cavalier King Charles, I believe. Yes. And it's the same relationship. I actually named him Mr. Rogers because I always thought it was so funny that Charlotte York named her Cavalier Elizabeth Taylor.
8: (laughs) Like, giving your
7: dog two names is so funny to me. So good. So let's talk about your book very quickly. Notes from a Bathroom Line. I just think I wish that this book had existed when I was, like, 18, 17 because – It's a collection of women's humor and stories, but you also split it into sections on, like, body, relationships. Um, What are more of the sections?
8: Yeah, like, body and mind, um, love and dating, family, the age we live in, socializing. Basically, I, like, let all the pieces come in, and then I kind of, like, let them sort of dictate what the themes were, you know? And they, Mm -hmm, they divide it out pretty easily. So yeah, it's just like essays and fiction and cartoons and there's sheet music and um love. yeah so yeah
7: I just love the idea because I think a lot about my sophomore year of college. I was like so depressed, and I wish I had a companion yeah. like your book, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Notes from the Bathroom Line, where I could read about experiences that weren't like. Virginia Woolf's A Room of One's <laughs> Own that were real-time stories of people feeling the same way. yeah,
8: um, Totally.
7: And
8: I feel like everything I, think that, yeah. I do is like for me from 16 to 23. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yes. And this definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just – and I hope like people – clearly you'll know people's names in it that you love, but – and then you'll like learn – of new women that you didn't know about that you love. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah. And then everyone can just like follow them on Twitter and Instagram. And I was, uh, someone asked me like what the goal was for the book. And I was like, I guess to get everybody followers.
6: (laughs) That's so sad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no but um, it's I mean, like I always am looking for that on Instagram, like new comedians to follow, basically totally. is like what I use Instagram for, so totally. it is, and just from like being a part of the project, I've learned about so many new people that I'm obsessed with, especially like the illustrators, totally that yeah. I never normally would like i guess learn about illustrators but um but yeah, it's so exciting and also it it's so many different types of women and from different backgrounds and i think everyone will find um more than one voice that they really connect to which is so cool yeah
8: it's
7: just so necessary i feel like i've i spent time when i was depressed or ashamed or can i mean it sounds trite but like confused and i i think that is why we're on like twitter and instagram sometimes to look for like like like-minded people who understand what we're going through i mean for the past four years for me it's been like people who are like so heartbroken over politics or um totally. but it's so nice to have a physical companion rather than the ever infinite world wide web where you totally. can feel just even more lost yeah. and alone.
8: Um, um Yeah, she's the book is really pretty, so I hope people. Uh, I can't
7: wait to see it. Uh,
8: I get, I can come I've drop yours off.
7: Ordered my coffee. I can drop
8: yours off like next week if you want. By the way, Carolina. Well, I have to mail yeah. Devons. She's a little further. You're
7: totally welcome to.
8: Um, but
7: I. Just want to let people know that they can pre-order it and get a really cute tote.
8: Yeah, true. Tote bag.
7: It's notesfromthebathroomline.com if you want to go. Dot com. Yeah. All one word, notesfromthebathroomline.com. It'll link you to really great bookstores where when you pre-order it, it comes with like a great bag. Yeah,
8: all female-owned indie bookstores. I really great. love women. Don't know if you know that. Love women.
7: I hate them. I love- <laughs> Can't stand them. Listen, I just don't
6: get them. When I'm trying to do my podcast and my wife's banging on the door with a sandwich. Banging Can't on the tell door door you sandwich. what bothers me more. <laughs> banging on the door with a sandwich. <laughs> Isn't that what wives do? They're banging on the door uh, with a sandwich. That's definitely
8: what wives do. I got do.
6: your sandwich. Get in here. <laughs> get out here <laughs> Quit your
7: damn barking on the podcast. So good.
8: well i can't wait um, for people to read your pieces both of them are incredible um i thank you.
6: know i i mean so- not i know i mean thank you
8: and both of them have <laughs> yes. um yes you, but not everything in the book has illustrations but both of yours have some of my favorite illustrations which makes me very happy this girl sabrina bosco did carolina's and they are
7: Tattoo-worthy illustrations
8: Unbelievable Oh my god Carolina, that's your first tattoo I think
7: Don't tell my mom or dad but I think it is <laughs> Okay
8: And then Devin's are by this girl Hannah Adamson who's amazing and it's unbelievable I can't wait It's unbelievable There's an artist
7: called Roy Lichtenstein which I guess everyone knows except for me I saw a print of his at a party in London <laughs> One of the parties that I went to so I don't have to go anymore <laughs> And I literally took a picture of it, not knowing it was a famous artist, and showed it to Will. I was like, Will, this is a um, Lichtenstein. Uh, or no, no, I said, "I said, Will, look at this cool picture. It <laughs> looks like a cartoon. And he said, that's a Lichtenstein, and I have one in, in my house, and you've walked by it a million times. <laughs>
6: um, okay, I'm not but- kidding. My f- best friends from college, Ani, Centauri, and, and I call random creeps who hit on you at the bar Lichtensteins. <laughs> Why? I don't know because tor- we were out at a bar and it was this crazy thing where like all the... I'm- I mean, like if you saw the type of man that was hitting on us, it was like 60 year olds who looked like they were from Atlantic City. This one guy was like, do you have a ride somewhere? Like I have no home. Like, please, I have this backpack. Do you have a ride? And this other guy was like this like conservative, just fucking... Trump Republican. Like, it was just every person who hit on us was a major creep and so annoying. And for some reason, we were texting about it afterwards. My friend Tori said, like, those Lichtensteins kept coming and we just held on to it. I don't know if she was drunk or what, but she just said that. And now we're always like the Lichtensteins. And in quarantine, we always say, like, I would give anything to be hit on by a Lichtenstein right now.
7: (laughs) That reminds me of being at a club once and my the guy that my friend was hooking up with was there, but he brought another girl who was just <gasps> basically like a Jersey Shore. Sh- <laughs> she was like a Jersey Shore, like Polly D stalker type. Okay, and my love. friend was like the funniest person ever. And my other friend was like, uh, look at, you know, Jake over there with sandbags.
6: <laughs> Sometimes you just are inspired by a name that comes to you. <laughs> I, um... I am so
7: happy, Amy, that we met and that you are in my life. We communicate on the internet every day with pictures of dogs. <laughs> it's – every time I see a cute <laughs> dog, I'm like, I'm going slide into Amy's DMs immediately with this one.
8: I like knowing and, people's dog types because it's like if I see a boxer, it's like, okay, Carolina needs that. You know what I mean? I like a mushy face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
7: yeah and uh, – I have a little like coyote looking dog, which is Devin's. Yes, like scruff. Type. It's like, yeah, she, you yeah, like a yeah, face like a scruff. Face.
6: I love a face scruff. Any yeah. face scruff, love.
8: <laughs> I love it.
6: Please order Notes
7: from a Bathroom Line. It is going to be your companion. It's going to be like one of those meditation books where they're like, turn to a page. Right, and, and read it
6: every morning.
7: <laughs>
6: meditate on mm-hmm. it. And so. the thesis. Amy's thesis, please also carry that with you and don't settle until you've done literally everything.
8: (laughs) I mean, do what you feel, but I think you should kiss a bunch of stuff.
6: Westworld robots. (laughs) Westworld robots.
7: (laughs) And you can follow her at Amy Saul on Twitter, Instagram, and see her two dogs.
6: It's mostly
8: my two dogs. Mostly her two dogs. It's mostly them. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, angels. I love you. We love you.
7: We love you.
2: Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the
3: iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating.
4: I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough.
3: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.
4: Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy